to go loud wasn't God. <laughs> Everybody hear me? Is my, how's my mic doing there? Yes? We uh, frantically ran around looking for proteas this morning because we felt that God wanted to give proteas to a couple of people. Um, and I asked Taryn up to give that away, but she's only got a couple of them, so I couldn't. But be that as it may, I, I felt that God wanted to even prophetically give people some proteas this morning. Keegan, sitting in the back there, believe prophetically that... Are we not winning? Uh, I'll stick with this, I hate those things. Is that better? Cool. Keegan, prophetically I felt that the Father wanted to give you a protea this morning. Um, and it's a symbol of beauty from ashes. And that uh, his promise over your life is that he's rebuilding you as a new man. A hundred times better than anything that you could previously have dreamed. That you're going to exceed every expectation that you've ever had over your life because God is rebuilding you and it's going to be beautiful. Also for Kenzie, I wanted to um, give a protea to Kenzie this morning, just another picture of God's promise of beauty rising from ashes. Ben Jolson as well, I wanted to give a protea to Ben this morning, just another beautiful picture of God's promise. Are we not winning here? Yep, everybody happy? Yeah. No. So, this word was actually birthed well before I went on holiday. So, if you think that this word comes off the back of I have, I've just had four weeks of holiday, you're wrong. This word was birthed coming off the back of a very, very hectic year last year. And if you think I've got fresh legs, I don't. I've got a grade two tear on my hamstring, so the back of my leg is purple and blue. And one of the things I'd share, the most dangerous thing for older men is thinking that they are younger men. <laughs> as, as happened to me, we were, we, were in the, we were at St. Francis Bay and on New Year's Day they always have water fights. So I'm standing on the back of the boat with a full bucket of water and as I did that I popped my hamstring. Anyway. It seems to happen. I mean, I, I, remember, I tore my calf a year ago, skipping at the front of the church. I mean, sheesh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have a lot of time. I've got to condense this. So this word was birthed at the end of last year. And it, it came off the, the, a time where I was confronted by a situation. And I had a decision to make. And I felt the Lord say to me, Nick, are you going to be overcome by evil or are you going to overcome evil by doing good? I had a decision to make with a a relational issue and that was God's challenge to me. Are you going to be overcome by evil or are you going to overcome evil by doing good? I said to my good friend, we we had a meal before I went on holiday and I said, despite the fact that I'm tired, what I feel God's saying to me for this next year is we're going to war. And that's what I feel. We're going to war. And the reason that I say that, some of you might not have steam left in your legs. What this reminds me of is when I was in the army, we, on officer's course, we went out and did something called phosphate, which is 85 or 100 kilometers with a whole load of pack and you're walking around in the hills of Oatsone. 
And just when you've finished phosphate and you go back into your bungalows and you're taking your kit off, the soldier major runs back in, makes you put everything back on and sends you out for another 20 k's. That's what this word may feel like to some of you. But I can promise you that it looks different to different people. So what I feel God is saying to us for this year and what we want to sow into the foundations of Freed Mouse for this year, it's God's calling you to be beautiful. It's going to look like different things to different people, but God is calling you to be beautiful. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. By doing good. By being beautiful. Because beautiful looks like something. And guys, I'm going to take you, I'd like you to open up your Bibles to Romans 12, and we're going to read through Romans 12, verses 9 to 21. And because I was going to read it in two different translations, but I'll limit it to one just because of time. Romans 12, 9 to 21. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. Friends, this might seem like something we do at church regularly, but I'd like you to repeat after me. Do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil by doing good. Friends, the past couple of years, for many people, in hectic. One of my favourite quotes, and people have heard me say it, is one by Mike Tyson. And it goes, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. God's mission hasn't changed. So you got punched in the face. God's mission hasn't changed. He's still sending you out with power and authority. Thank you so much for your word this morning. Because that is exactly what's in my notes. This word, God reminding you, it's not that it's a time to be beautiful. It's always been time. But God is calling you to be beautiful. And beautiful looks like something. Beautiful looks like Romans 9. Romans 9 to 21. Beautiful looks like something. Just like the protea that Tan spoke about this morning, we are called to be beautiful in a world 
that is desperate for the beauty of the kingdom. Can I just say this? Is I have a righteous anger for this year. I'm actually itching for a fight. Not with any of you, but I am itching for a fight. I have a righteous indignation that the world, that, that things are not getting better. Politically, socially, economically, corruption-wise, the porn industry is flourishing. But what are we doing? Are we as the church overcoming evil by doing good? We're going to be doing a healthy marriage course here. We've done courses on healthy um, sexuality. We're going to start talking into these issues because the world is presenting a picture of a perverted perspective of what the best that God has for us. The church needs to be showing people exactly what the truth and real shalom, real freedom looks like. So I have a righteous anger. Right, Romans 12. One of the beautiful words that comes out of that is hate evil. Hate it. But cling to what is good. Do you know who I've learned that from? Is my good friend Alexander. You know, one of the there I have been looking in the church for many years for a healthy picture of biblical masculinity. And I've I've got it. Are we are we losing? Oh, I hate these things. Sorry, I need my hands to talk. Test. Right, there we go. And why, why I say that, friends, we need a healthy picture of what biblical masculinity looks like. And why I say that over my good friend, and I know you don't like being called that in public, but I'll, I'll be short. Is you know what I love about Alexander? Is he is fierce. He is fierce when it comes to evil. But he is kind and gentle and loving with people. But he is fierce when it comes to evil. And we, friends, need to be exactly the same. We cannot sit back and complain about the politics, the social outcome, the ethics, the corruption, or whatever, if we are not going to overcome evil by doing good. What does that look like to you? You know, the beautiful thing, in in different translations... The title um, in one of the translations is, for Romans 12, 9-21, it's called The Marks of a Believer. That's what a believer should look like. This is what a believer should look like. So, Romans 12, 9-21 is divided into two sections. One, Paul is speaking to the church about what being beautiful, about what love looks like within the church. He then goes on to say, how should we be loving towards the world? It's divided into two sections. So love in action. The marks of a believer to the church looks like something. Romans 12, 9-21 starts off, it speaks about the quality of our love. That it needs to be sincere and genuine and authentic. Our love for one another within the church has to be the most revealing factor about who we are. But is it? Is our love sincere? Is our love authentic? Is our love towards one another genuine? Love, in Romans 12, is committed. 
it speaks about two different types of love. It speaks of agape, and then the one word, the one time where this is used, it calls it phileo storge, which is a combination of two different types of love. But it speaks about a brotherly, a family affection towards one another. For our love to be genuine, genuine love looks like something. And it goes on to that a little bit later. Do you know what I look for as indicators of genuine love? Is somebody who is able to celebrate the highest highs with me and shed tears with, with me when I mourn. And it speaks about that, but we need to be able to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That for me is always a, an indicator of genuine and sincere love. Somebody who, despite their own circumstances, can celebrate with you when you're doing well. And somebody, despite your circumstances and theirs, who can mourn with you when you are sad. Love is moral. One of the other things I like about my friend Alexander is that it's black or it's white. There is no grey area with morality. We need to start becoming fierce about these type of things. We need to hate evil and cling to what is good. Love is not lazy. It's full of zeal. The word there, zeal, means to burn. We are roasting a little bit today, but love, that, that word there, it means to be passionate and on fire, full of zeal and fervor for the Lord. But how am I going to unpack this for you as I'm saying, guys, we as a church, God is calling us. Nothing's changed. God is just refocusing us. It's like you've taken a couple of punches in the face and now you're kind of back to your mission. God's, God's plan and purposes for your life have not changed. They haven't changed. But he is calling you to burn with passion for him. And the way I'm going to unpack that is that this is what love looks like. Romans 12, 9 to 21, is where Paul is unpacking what the marks of a believer are. But Romans 12, 1 to 8, speaks about, it starts off with the driving force behind what is going to empower that love. Love cares and shares, and we're, we're still talking, this is what love should look like in the church. It should be genuine and sincere. It should be committed. It should be fierce for one another. It should care and share. Love in the church forgives. Friends, if we find it difficult to love and forgive one another where we are encouraged to phileo storge one another, to love with family affection. What hope does the world have from us? What hope does the world have from the church if we are unable to love one another? I'm not saying that we aren't. God is encouraging us. God is refocusing us and saying love is genuine, love is kind, love is caring, love is sharing, love is committed, love forgives, love is hospitable. The word hospitable means love for strangers. Love is hospitable. Hospitality means loving people into family. By showing hospitality, that is one of the key things on my card for this year, is having people in my house for a meal, so that I can get to know them, they can get to know me. 
That is hospitality, is the love of strangers. And that, friends, is what Paul is saying are the marks of a believer. That's what love should look like in the church. Paul then goes on to speak about what beauty to the world looks like. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Don't wish them evil. That is the radical love of Jesus. To bless those who persecute you. You know, the Arabs have a custom which which is practiced with different levels of sincerity, but I don't know if you've ever seen this before, where a person may touch their heart, touch their lips, touch their head, and do that. And what what they're basically saying, and it's it's, uh, an analogy that they have of their love towards the world, and it, it indicates that I think highly of you, I speak well of you, and my heart beats for you. Are we like that towards the world? Because that is the love that Jesus requires of us. God is saying, Church, I am calling you. I'm reminding you again this year. Do not be overcome by evil. There's enough of it. But I want you to overcome evil by doing good. And that good looks like something. It looks like sharing and caring and forgiveness and hospitality and love and blessing those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. The secret behind that type of love that God is calling us to is encapsulated in Romans 12.1. And these are, the key, these are the key parts of the message to any of you who are wanting to, to take this and grasp it and run with it. Romans 12.1 says, and one of my favourite translations says, in light of God's mercy. That's what Paul is saying. He says, in light of God's mercy, present yourselves as living sacrifices. The type of love, if we are going to overcome evil by doing good, the type of love that God is calling us to is no tall order. It's a very tall order. But you can only love, we can only be that church if, like Romans 12.1 says, in light of God's mercy. Friends, every single day, it's like, I don't care, I'm going to become a stuck record about that this year. Is I've seen so many people over the past couple of years, and it breaks my heart, drift off from the church. Why? Because on a daily basis they are not bringing the mercies of God into life. It's like we can't, we can't go on about, it's like your quiet time, your, your reading the word, your prayer, your time in community. If you think that those are unimportant, they are critical to the flourishing of your faith. We will be unable, how can we overcome evil by doing good if we are not on a daily basis bringing the light, bringing into light the mercies of God, preaching the gospel to ourselves, reminding ourselves of the good news and who God is and who we are. That is the only thing that can empower you to love the way that God wants you to love is in light of His mercy. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do you think you want to be, if you are not bringing the, the into life the mercies of God on a daily basis, 
and encouraging your faith and building your faith and reading the word and praying, do you think you are going to continue to be a living sacrifice? No. And I, guys, if I were a betting person, which I'm not, I would put money on the fact that many of the people that have drifted away from the church over the past couple of years of difficult times, in many cases have drifted off because of not bringing the mercies of God to light every single day. And hearts become hardened. Uh, like we spoke of the Hebrews last year, don't we just drift off because we're not bringing the mercies of God into light. So in summary, God is saying to us for this year, and again, it's nothing new. It's just a reminder. It's a refocus. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by doing good. That good looks like something. It looks like Romans 12, 9 to 21. It looks like love. Being beautiful, friends, is what the world, what the church needs you to be. You can only do it by living in the light of the mercies of God. It speaks about the quality of our love, that it needs to be sincere. That love is morality, it hates what is evil and clings to what is good. We need to be fierce and hate what is evil. I don't have to agree with your lifestyle to love you. I can love you with a passion and a fervor, but not agree with what's going on in your life. It's the same way that God loves me. My boy, I love you. I might not like some of the things that you're doing. That's God's love for me. Love is committed. It says be devoted with warm family affection to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Being beautiful. Love in action looks like something. Those are the marks of a believer. Sincere love, moral love, committed love. Think of what it would be like to see a family of love like that in the church where your love is sincere, it's honoring, it is sharing and caring, it is hospitable. We can only be that if we're living in the light of the mercies of God. Love is an energetic expression. I have a very energetic expression for my love. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affection, faithful in prayer. Think of such a blessed fire in the life of the church to be passionate. Friends, I lose my passion when I stop bringing the light of God's mercy, when I stop on a daily basis, when I travel a lot and I get on the planes and fly all over the country and do what I've got to do, the most difficult thing for me, and we were talking about that this morning, is to maintain that discipline. And I can, I'm telling you, friends, if we don't, you want to overcome, are you sick and tired of evil? Are you sick and tired of evil, corruption and all the rest? I don't know about you, but I am. The only way that we're going to overcome evil is overcome evil by doing good. In Jesus' name.
So I, just, I, I want to spend a couple of minutes just praying for us. As I was praying this morning about this word and what God wanted to do, and I, my, Taryn and I sat and watched The Chosen last night. It was just the episode where Jesus is sending out the twelve. And it was quite a profound thing. And again, God is, is, there's nothing new to this word. There's nothing new under the sun. God is just, again, just refocusing you and saying, it's go time, guys. It always has been go time, but it's, time, it's, it's not just time to be beautiful. Be beautiful. When Jesus sent out the 12 and 72, he sent them out with power and authority. And here is where, where I was going to land this resonates well with your word. Friends, we need to be intentional about this. If you want to overcome evil by doing good, you need to be intentional, fervent in prayer, faithful. But we also need to be getting before the Father and say, do you know what, this is, I'm not going to call people up here for praying for power and authority. God's already given it to you. God's already given it to you. But you need to exercise it. I'm reminding you this morning that God has already given you power and authority to go and heal the sick and cast out demons and to overcome evil by doing good. There's nothing new. God's declaration over you hasn't changed. His mission plan hasn't changed. We've got a bloody nose and a black eye. Time to get up. Go and be beautiful. The kingdom of light overcomes the kingdom of darkness through faith and deeds. It's going to require action. So my word for me this year is action now. We're going to war. But we're going to war in the right kind of way. With love and beauty. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you want to come up and just... Yeah. So Father, I, I thank you for the fact that you are encouraging us. It's not a new word, Father God, but it's like you're running onto the field, picking us up, dusting us off, and just refocusing us on the mission that has always been. You remind us that you send us out two by two. You send us out in community. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for the family in Freedom House. Holy Spirit, I pray your blessing over our relationships this year, that we would be a community, a Romans 12, 9 to 21 community, Father God, where our love is sincere. Open up our hearts, Holy Spirit. Challenge us deeply on the way that we love one another. Holy Spirit, help us to be fierce and to hate evil, but to love what is good. Help us to be lovers like you. Help us, Holy Spirit, on a daily basis to bring the mercies of Jesus into light, to refresh us, to restore us, to renew our feet for battle every single day. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.